0: Good evening. I'm Kyle Welch, and welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. We are here every night at this time on KKLA to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to lift up His name to the entire city of Los Angeles. No matter if you are listening tonight from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that tonight's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to all our listeners. So if you can, get out your Bibles, and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message.
1: So far, 2021 uh, continues to be just as crazy as 2020. So many people believed erroneously that if somehow we could just turn a page of a calendar, that somehow everything would be better hold that thought I have shared with several people that as bad as everything was in 2020 that the biggest storms could yet still be on the horizon I heard a funny story about three people that were arguing about what profession was first seen in the Bible A surgeon spoke first, and he suggested the medical profession was used first in the Bible when God took a rib out of Adam's side and made Eve. An engineer spoke up and said, no, engineering was here first. He said, just think of the engineering that it took to create the world out of chaos in the very, very beginning, to which a politician spoke up and said, where do you think the chaos came from? Most of us would agree, as we look at our world today, all we see is chaos. I was on a Zoom call this week with our staff, and I shared this Bible verse, I want to show it to you on the screen, Isaiah 45, verse 5, that reads, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I want you to say that verse with me. Let's, let's, re- let's repeat that verse. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I want to encourage each of you, as I wrote in a post this week, that if you keep looking for hope in Washington, you will be forever disappointed. I choose to keep serving the people around me and pointing people To Jesus. The Bible tells us that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And if we don't do that, we will keep being poisoned by the evil and destruction in our world. Today, I'm glad you're here because I have come to share and to address the new theme for this coming year. In light of everything that has gone on in our country, the chaos and the division People living in isolation and fear. People experiencing depression. Suicide rates going through the roof. Evil that is prevailing. More people than I've ever seen their lives filled to the brim with anxiety. A country that continues to lose its moral compass. For many months, I've been on this journey of praying and seeking God's will for our church for the coming 12 months. At first, I spent a long time looking at this phrase, abundant life. John chapter 10, 10, you know it. Jesus speaks of the devil that came to kill, steal, and to destroy. And we kind of see that happening before our very eyes. But then Jesus said, but I have come to give you life. And to, and to have it more abundantly or more full. And of course, we believe that true life, when centered around Christ, that life is full and blessed and fulfilling. Amen? Amen. But then my mind and my study, I begin to shift away from the abundant life. I, there was just something about it that just didn't seem quite, to, quite fitting for this coming year. And all of a sudden, the Lord put this word in my heart, the word joy, because joy is what's missing in our lives. It's missing in our marriages, in our culture, and in our nation. People don't have joy. What I see are people living in fear, people living in despair, people living being emotionally depleted. And in our world, in our news, and in our culture, I ask you, where is the joy, where is the peace, where is contentment? All you need to do is spend 60 seconds. You don't need, don't need any more than that. Just spend 60 seconds on social media, and you will see the division and the hatred and the vitriol and the despair. And everything that you read is a reflection of what's going on inside people's hearts. And so what I did is I picked up the Bible, I began to read, and you would be shocked by how many verses, but I began to read through the Bible all the verses that, that have the word joy in that verse. And of course, I hope that you understand that joy comes from within. Joy is not based on circumstances. Joy comes from within. A Christian, a Christian can have inner joy, which the world knows nothing about, And, of course, we know that joy comes from having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So so I read all these verses in the Bible, and then I landed on this one verse that's so powerful. 1 Peter 1, verse 8. It will be our theme verse for the year. And it reads, though you have not seen him, you love him. And I want to ask, how many people in this room, you have never seen Jesus, but you love him? Raise your hand you've never seen him, but you love him, all right? That's true. And even though you do not see him now, i mean, this very moment, in the midst of all this chaos, you still believe in him. And even though you've not seen Jesus, yet you love him, and you believe in him, the Bible says you will then be filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. A joy that is so great and so divine, so difficult to even explain, you don't even have enough words in your vocabulary to adequately explain the joy that resonates deep within you. And I ask you, as you live your life during this season of life, When was the last time you looked at someone and said, Man, that person is just full of joy? You don't see that today. And so, based on this verse, 1 Peter 1 8, our theme for the next 12 months, I want you to write this down, is abundant joy in Christ. Abundant joy in Christ. And I want the next 12 months in this church, I want to take you on a journey through the scriptures that will lift your spirits, that will encourage you. And I want you to know that when you come to church each and every week to worship and to study the word of God, that your life and your heart, your soul, your family, we're going to teach you how to have abundant joy in Christ. Jesus there. That's where we're going. Now grab your sermon notes. If you will, I want to, I want to start with this fill in the blank question. Life is, and you can write whatever you would write in that blank. Some people would write life is difficult. Life is a bowl of cherries, cherries or Cheerios, whatever it is for you life is a rat race life is a paycheck life as forrest gump would say mama said it's like a box of chocolates you don't know what you're going to get sadly for many people life is a daily boring routine of merely existing just trying to get by trying to survive. Some people's lives, it's just wrapped up. They believe life is just wrapped up in acquiring possessions. Obviously, for some people, life is strictly politics. Some, it's found in the pursuits of life or in the positions or in pleasures of life or in the performances of life. And I would say to you and challenge you, and I want you to write this down, that life, true life, is found in Christ alone. It's found in Christ alone. I have three Bible references there for you underneath that phrase in your notes. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said these words. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Then Jesus said these words in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. And then we looked at that verse again uh, already, John ten ten, where Jesus said, uh, the devil has come to kill, still and to destroy. But he said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And I've highlighted the word I. You might circle that in your Bible if you have your just circle the word I. Who is I? That, that, that is not a salesperson. That's not a political party. That's not someone who's at the top of some pyramid scheme. It's not a professor in a university. It's the I is not a social media influencer. Who is I? I is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the Living God, God in flesh, our Redeemer. Jesus is the one who's speaking. And Jesus is telling the world that I am the vehicle by which you can have life and have it more abundantly. The Savior of the world. For our remaining time, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter three. Turn to Ephesians chapter three. This is a prayer that Paul prays. It's actually a prayer. And it's a prayer of a of of a blessing. And I honestly do not know of anything that we need more this moment than prayer. And I want to start off this year as Paul prayed this prayer right here for the church, his church in the city of Ephesus. I want to pray this prayer right now for each and every one of you. I know he prayed it for his church i want to pray it for this church is that okay and um you might be in aqua dulce you might be in woodland hills you might be on porter ranch you might be watching online you might be sitting indoors you might be sitting outside but if you belong to shepherd church i want to pray this prayer of blessing over you and i'm going to do it right now i want to encourage you as i pray before i pray as a church I want to challenge each and every one of you to memorize this text. Now, I've been preaching here for 35 something years. I've never, in those 35 years, asked you to memorize a large portion of Scripture. I've never asked you. But for this year, during this season, I want to see if you will memorize, at least accept that challenge to try. How many of you are willing? to at least try, okay? You, some of you don't even want to try? I want to ask you again, how many of you will at, at least try to memorize it? Now, now you say, well, well how, how am I going to do that? Well, first of all, you've got to get a Bible. You've got to get a Bible. Ra- raise, unless you've already memorized it. Raise your hand if, if you've got a Bible. You, you, you've got to get a Bible. Then you write it out, and you can put it, on your refrigerator put it on your mirror in your bathroom put it on the nightstand put it next to your computer and just spend a little time every day just trying to memorize this prayer all right i'm trying to help give you abundant joy okay we're going to start with memorizing this passage now some people they 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 can read it one time and they can just quote it how many of you hate people like that I, I have to read it like a hundred times, I, I, sometimes 200 times to memorize it. I, that's just the way God made me. But some people, they just read it one time, they, they're, they're going to memorize it right now during church. But the rest of us, it, it's going to take a little elbow grease, okay? But I want to challenge you to, to memorize this text. And uh, then you're going to be able to pray this prayer and uh, I'm going to show you how to do that. So at this time, I'm going to pray this prayer blessing over each of you. Is that okay? So turn to Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse 14, and you can see I've highlighted uh, that text, all right? So, so I don't have this memorized currently, but I'm, I'm going to memorize it as, along with you. Is that, is that cool? Okay, so we're all going to do this together. Now, I'm going to do right now what's called praying the scriptures, You kind of read the text, but you make it a prayer. But this is actually a prayer. But again, I'm going to kind of take his prayer and pray it over you. Is that cool? All right, here we go. Verse 14. Everybody say verse 14. Lord, I'm here on my knees before you. You are my heavenly Father. And every... Believer in heaven on this earth, we bear your name. And I pray, verse 15, Lord, as the pastor of this church, that out of your glorious riches, and Lord, I know you have a lot of them, that, that you, O oh God, would strengthen every Person who's here today and every person who's listening and give each of them power that comes through your spirit in our inner being and lord verse 17 i pray for every person in this room that you oh lord would dwell within the heart of every man every woman every boy and every girl And Lord, don't go in our heart and just take up that little, like like up, up in that one little corner. Take residence in the entire heart and dwell there. Live there. And I pray, God, for every person here that they would be rooted and established in love. And that we, in verse 18, would somehow have this enough power Together And Lord, I just don't pray this for Shepherd Church along with all the other believers all around the world that somehow we could just grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. Help us to understand the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that every person here would be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Now, Lord, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all shepherd could ever ask or imagine, according to that power that is at work within us, to you be the glory in this church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen in amen that's my prayer blessing over you now I want you to write down the five pillars write them as quickly as you can the five pillars of that prayer there were five things that I prayed for for you that Paul prayed for the Ephesians you're praying for power through God's spirit you're praying that Christ would dwell in your heart You're praying that you would be rooted and established in love. Write that down. Write down the fact that we're praying that somehow we could understand the love of Christ. I think some of us think that God only loves a certain portion of this country. And the rest of you can go to you know where. Christ loves all of us. We need to to get back to understanding that. And we need to pray, the fifth pillar, is that we, we need to be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And I want you to look at those five things. Power, Christ dwelling in your heart, you being rooted, established in love, all of us understanding the love of God, and being full to the measure of the fullness of God. Look at that list. How many of you can see, looking at this list, that if you had all five of these things going on right now in your life, that your life would be a zillion times better off. Absolutely. And I want you to know that you can pray this prayer for yourself. You just, that's why I want you to memorize it. So you can get down on your knee and you can say, "Uh, for this reason, God, I'm kneeling right here before you. And in uh, verse 16, I pray out of your glorious riches, God, that you would strengthen me. Instead of you, you just say, Lord, strengthen me with power. And verse 17, Christ, would you please dwell in, in my heart? Let me have enough faith to know that you're there. And I pray, God, that I would be rooted in this st- You just pray that prayer for yourself. I also want you to know that you can pray this prayer for someone else. Get down on your knees and pray that prayer for your spouse every day and see what happens in your marriage. Pray this prayer every day for your children. Anybody here have children that have gone astray or that you're worried about? Get down on your knees and pray this prayer every day for your children. Pray it for your neighbor. Pray it for your boss. Are you listening? I want to ask you, are you listening? I want you to pray this prayer for the person that has the polar opposite political view than you we are a divided country we live in liberal california you feel it more than anywhere else because a lot of us are liberal and a lot of us are conservative even in the church and it doesn't matter where you are or who you're talking to if you say something you give any view that you hold you will be instantly attacked by other people. Well, how in the world could you vote for someone who you think is a racist? How can you vote for a racist? Well, how can you vote for someone who supports abortion? And back and forth we go. And instead of beating up the person that holds the opposite political view than you... Why don't you get down on your knees and start praying for these five things to happen in the heart of that person who thinks differently than you.
0: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. Four seven seven seven. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.